Isaiah, uh, what makes Dante Pettis better this year, and what are you seeing on film? Uh, I just see that they're trying to get him the ball a lot more. Uh, last year, um, they also had John Ross, um, so it was a little more spreading the ball around, you know, trying to get him both touches. Um, now he's the number one guy, so um, he's definitely a threat. He has a lot of speed, good size, so he's, a, uh, in my opinion, one of the best receivers in the Pac-12. Oh, yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, it's always good to have a little bit of experience um, against certain receivers, um, him included, just to know their releases and what they like to do and what they don't like to do um, and how they react when you press them and play off and things like that. So I felt like that was good last year. Isaiah, what is this game about for you guys? Is it about revenge? Is it about an opportunity to prove something? How, how do you guys view this game? I mean, we wouldn't say it's about revenge. I mean, it's something that we want to want to prove to ourselves that we're capable of playing in the Pac-12 and we're capable of playing for a Pac-12 championship, um, and that starts this Saturday. Um, opening up Pac-12 play, uh, we know that we have to take our game to the next level. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're not really looking at it as a big game against Washington. We're just looking at it as a big game in the Pac-12 as a whole. Um, and it wouldn't really matter who we were playing. Just opening up Pac-12 play is, is a big deal for us. I would say it was probably the win either at Stanford or the win we had here against UCLA was when I feel like everyone in the room, in the meeting room, believed that we were going to go to the Pac-12 championship and be able to compete for a Pac-12 championship. So, I mean, I feel like that can, that can happen again this year, um, and it starts with this game this weekend. What was the gap? between you and Washington last year. When you guys played them in the Pac-12 championship game, it was a dominant performance by them. When you think back of the game or you watch film of it, where did the gap lie between the Buffs and the Huskies last year? I would say the biggest gap was just physicality. Um, physicality from all phases of the game, um, all positions as well. They, was just, they just came out more physical than us. Um, they, we knew what they wanted to do. We knew they wanted to run the ball. Um, and they were able to, um, and they were able to stop our run game. So that's kind of what hurt us the most, I would say. It's just they were a lot more physical. Isaiah, looking at the yeah. film from last Saturday, it's the first time we'd seen this defense get beat over the top in yeah. the first few games. What were you able to sort of diagnose from looking back, you know, sort of what went wrong on a few of those deep balls? Uh, we were just able to look at the schemes um, about what hurt us, and so I felt like that was good for us. Um, going into that game, we felt like nothing could hurt us, um, just because it hadn't yet. So now we know, and we were able to work on it this week, so now we can get ready and, and go forward. Well, last week's game was interesting because when you look at the stats, you guys have 570 yards on offense, you win by three touchdowns. Um, defensively, they were over 14 on third down conversions. It looked, stat-wise, like a dominant performance, but I think there are people who think it still wasn't good enough. So have the expectations for this program got out of whack, or is it not good enough? Uh, I would say it wasn't good enough. Um, not not a, a complete game um, by any means. Uh, we felt like as a defense that they shouldn't have scored on us. Um, we got beat on a couple of plays just, just scheme-wise that we weren't necessarily ready for uh, or weren't prepared for well enough. But um, that's something that we're just going to work on this entire week so that we can just go in and, and just be able to play football. Does focus this week play a part? Do you feel like the team is more focused this week? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, getting ready 
to go into Pac-12. Everyone's more locked in. Everyone's a lot more excited. Everyone's a lot more focused. So that helps. You guys were really able to shut down Browning for the most part last year. What do you see in his game and what makes him a good quarterback? Uh, I would say his decisions is what makes him um, a great quarterback. Uh, he doesn't. He rarely ever makes bad decisions. I mean, he puts the ball where it's supposed to be, um, where usually where only his receivers can get it. So he doesn't have a lot of turnovers. Um, that's something that we saw a lot of last year. So, I mean, if we're going to take advantage of of him, we're just going to have to be able to play um, great defense, lock on the receivers, and hope that he makes a mistake. So obviously this is a <clears throat> top 10 opponent coming in here. Is there any doubt in your mind that the Buffs are ready for prime time? Oh, yeah, definitely no doubt. Um, we feel like we've, we've been preparing for this game or for Pac-12 play ever since uh, we lost last year against Oklahoma State. I mean, this is just something that we've been working for to get ready to get back to the Pac-12 championship. So, I mean, all the guys are excited, all the guys are fired up, and I'm ready to go. Any other questions for us Enough pages in that book? <laughs> I don't know who this guy is on the cover, though. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. You look somewhat familiar. Yeah. I think he's a pretty good golfer. All right, um, our guys had a, a good practice today. We're um, uh, getting ready for Washington, watching them on film. I definitely believe they're better than they were when we played them last year. I don't know what do you mean by that. Well, um, the quarterback's throwing the ball better. He was a little banged up going into our game last year, I thought, um, watching as the season went along. He's throwing it really well. Uh, of course, Pettis is a weapon and a half. And uh, defensively, they lost some guys in the secondary, but they're – they're 99 and 50 are so powerful inside and with 36 back at linebacker uh, they look um, really well and I like I like rap the safety 21 I, he's all over the place so they're an excellent football team Gaskin can really run it um, their tight ends are blocking well so I've been impressed with uh, wh how they're clicking and what they're doing in every phase so I'll take any questions at this time coach do you you want to use last year's uh, title game as motivation for the guys, or are you more of a uh, it's a new season, new challenge? Kind well, of this is definitely a new team, um, but I'm pretty sure the kids that played in the game last year definitely have to be thinking about that. If they didn't, they're not really competitors, so I'm pretty sure they're thinking about it. Um, but all the new guys playing in it, they have no recollection of that. Um, so uh, I would definitely think that our guys that played in the game would like to play a lot better than we played last year when we played them. Almost to a man, the players I've spoken to have said the gap between Washington and Colorado in last year's championship game was physicality. I don't know if you agree with that. If you do, though, huh? do you see signs that, signs that your team is a more physical team and might be able to stand up better? You know, uh, we, we, it, you know, it was the first half win. It was 14-7. to seven. Could have had a play go either way there. Um, we got behind right at the beginning of the third quarter. And then basically from about 10 minutes to go in the third quarter to the end of the game, they just ran the ball down our throat. Um, and then they kind of feasted on us when we got down knowing we were going to have to throw it. And uh, so they pretty much dominated us, to me, the last 25 minutes of that game. But the first 35 minutes, I thought we were pretty much toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. Mike, I know you, you guys always um, look at each opponent and take that game, but is there something about playing Pac-12 
uh, being at home on a Saturday night. Um, is there something that I feel like could get you guys a little more amped up playing a Pac-12 opponent? Well, I, I think yeah, anytime you step up to play in the Pac-12, um, there's more added to it. You know, you're, you're, the game counts for conference championship. Um, there's more at stake. They know more of the kids usually on those teams um, and familiar with them from high school or played against them before and watched them. Uh, but I also, you know, that's why they came here. They came here to be a Pac-12 football player, play in a big game, play in Folsom Field, play on national television, play against the best. So that's what you want to do. You want to step up and play against the best and, um, and see if you can be the best. Coach, you know this won their last seven true road games. What does it take to go on a run like that on the road? Well, it takes good players, number one. <laughs> that's what it takes. Um, and then number two, um, they have a quarterback that understands how to manage a game in close situations. Um, and, uh, and then number three, you know, they have a head coach that's done that. I think at Boise State they might have gone, I don't know, they won 30-something games in a row. I don't know if they lost a road game in the WAC there for a while. Um, so he knows what he's doing. So he has them prepared. He knows how to travel. He understands how to prepare them for night games, afternoon games, big games. Um, so to me, if you've got an experienced team, you've got a quarterback that knows what he's doing, you have a head coach that knows what he's doing, and, and then they got really good players. Um, and I think that helps a tremendous amount. <laughs> um, Mike, that sets up to be a pretty special game for Drew Lewis, being that he's a Washington guy. Right. He's a team that he, he was formerly a part of. Just in his rise as a starter these past three games, what's really stood out in film watching him play in the role he is now? Uh, the way he, to me, the thing that I was um, really pleased with is he is he's playing fast. He is fast, not just athlete, but he's playing fast as far as executing and doing all that. And uh, um, I was really pleased to see that, to see that he would settle down and play with the same speed that he has athletically. Sometimes guys at linebacker, their first few games, they kind of get paralyzed by everything and they don't play as fast. And he's been doing that. And I know he'll be excited about playing in this game. He knows a lot of guys on that team. And, of course, he was there, so he would like to, to play better um, uh, just playing against them. And there'll be a lot of friends and family watching it all over Washington, of course, um, that know him. So I'm pretty sure that uh, he'll be excited to play. Mike, last year, you've always prided your teams in, in ball security, taking care of the ball with your running backs. Last week, Miles Gaskins fumbled against Fresno State, and that was the first fumble by a Washington running back since 2015. What does it take? How do you, how do you teach people to hold on to the ball? Uh, well, we do a tremendous amount of drills with it every day. We call it the winning edge. It's a ball security period. We have every single practice. We even do it before the games. Um, so it's just a consistent thing staying after that. Um, and we're always trying to get our guys to grab and punch at the ball on the running backs and receivers. Um, so that's important. You know, we had a big fumble last week going in that hurt us. Um, you know, you're going to throw an interception every once in a while. I mean, that's just – you'd like not to, but that balls get tipped, somebody goes the wrong way, you know, different things happen. But fumbles, you can control fumbles. Um, if you're carrying it correctly and doing that. And every once in a while, the ball, the helmet just goes right on the head and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you're carrying it correctly, you've got a great opportunity not to, to fumble. So um, that's what we do, and I'm pretty sure that um, Washington does something like that. And we constantly stay on it. It's something you can't stop. You have to, you have to constantly stay on it. You can't let a day go by. It's kind of like brushing your teeth. <laughs> you better brush your teeth every day or nobody will talk to you. <laughs> Same thing for uh, carrying a football correctly. Mike, just doubling back on Drew Lewis quickly, too. I wanted to ask a little bit about, about his recruitment. Obviously, uh -huh. you knew this was a guy who played in the Power Five, but right. had to take the junior college route. 
So when you have a player like that, what sort of homework do you have to do beforehand, and then what do you learn as you learn more about it? Right. Um, ours was an interesting um, situation. We were rec recruiting Jawan Winfrey from Coffeyville, and so um, we're talking to the coach at Coffeyville, and he goes, hey, we got a linebacker that just got in here that we think is really good and a great kid. I said, well, let's take a look at it. So we watched some high school film, and then we watched the first few games of his, um, uh, really his redshirt freshman year um, in junior college, and uh, he looked really good. Um, and then um, one of our coaches went down and watched him play a game and thought he was really good, so then we started recruiting him and kind of found out the story about it. And, and uh, um, uh, you know, his dad works for the Kansas City Chiefs, and. And so we kind of knew some people in that circle and started just recruiting him and found out a lot about him and that he wanted to be here and liked his fit for us and our jack linebacker, liked his ability to run, liked his size. We thought he would be a really good jack linebacker for us, and he has been. So that's kind of how it worked out. So if we probably wouldn't have been recruiting Jawan, we might not have had, got on him as quick. We would have eventually found him, but we got on him quick, and he was excited about us um, sticking with him. And, you know, he's an excellent student, so it all worked out well. Coach, Evan Worthington's been playing three positions, both safeties and both back the last three games. Yep. How vital do you think of a player he'll be against Washington for the rest of the season? Uh, he, he's extremely vital to us. Um, you know, he, he's, he, he's an excellent player. Um, he has all the skills, all the athletic ability. He's really matured as a person, too, which is fun to see. So he's done the same thing on the football field. And, uh, you know, he's a big guy. If you ever stood up by him, you know, he's 6'2-ish. He's 210, 15 pounds. He can run. Um, and he can play our nickelback, our buff backer, our safety. So we're able to move him around and, and utilize him. He's a, he's a huge key um, for our success on defense. How much of this game is the team proving to themselves that they can go compete for a Pac-12 championship this year? That's what Isaiah was just talking about. He said last year was probably the Stanford of the UCLA game when everybody really believed that. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think different kids believe it at different times. I, I hope that the guys that have played quite a bit, they don't have to believe it. They already know it. It's the kids that step out there that haven't really done it yet, you know, made the play in the big situation, kind of done that. Those are the guys that I, I, we're going to have to see step up. And both teams have guys like that. Um, so that's where um, I see that the, the difference would be made um, with those guys um, doing that. There's a lot of controversy with some of those targeting calls that get made. As a coach, is that line clear in terms of what's acceptable? Are there any changes you think they could make that a little bit more clear going forward? No, I think the line is clear. I mean, they review it. They look at it. The thing that I like about it, when they first put the rule in, number one, I like the rule because I think it protects everybody and it's a good rule. I did not like the way we implemented it when we first put it in that the ruling on the field always stands because so many of them are bang, bang plays, okay, and the ooh and the ah of the crowd. When they go and review it now and they look at it from all different angles and they come back and say, hey, it was targeting or no, it wasn't targeting because we other day we had one, two that were targeting and we had one they called and they came back and said it wasn't targeting. So I think that that is a good uh, way to do it. Um, you know, we've got to just teach our guys a, a better job. they got to understand, um, you know, um, how to hit the guys lower and that type of thing. Uh, it's, you know, it's a fine line. It's hard, especially when you're going after a quarterback or you're going after a receiver. And what I mean by that is if the ball's coming in the air and you see it coming and you're going up to try to get it, you're up in that area. And then if he catches it, you hit in that area. So the thing that they're looking for is sometimes those plays, they go and you're going for the ball, they know that you're not trying to hit them. What they want to see is when he, he's catching it and then all of a sudden you, you're launching and hitting him. Um, you know, 
the, on the quarterback, it's tough too because a lot of times you're trying to get there and get him as he's passing and try to get in the hands and then you hit him. Um, but when he lets it go, you've got to hit him down in here. And uh, we, we've got to do a better job of coaching our guys on that. Mike, you sit here now, you're 3-0. and uh -huh. The scoreboard indicates that it's been a pretty impressive 3-0 and start. But I think there's a narrative out there. Some people think maybe it hasn't been good enough, especially considering that Washington's coming to town. Right. So have the expectations gotten out of whack a little bit, or are people right and your performance so far hasn't been good? No, I, I think that uh, it's... I think that it's great that we have high expectations. Um, you know, my wife was teasing me about that the other day. I, she got home and I was like, we got to do this, we got to do that. She said a few years ago, we'd just be happy we won. And so I think that's a, a great thing for our program. I think that that shows you that we're at a, we're at a different level um, as far as the expectations. And when you set expectations and you're trying to reach those expectations, you as an individual, you as a program, you as a company, you as a team, whatever, you push yourself to get there. You're not settled. And I think that's a definitely a good thing, and there's no doubt about it. And I think on the other side of it, you know, some people thought of us coming out that we would probably be one and two right now. A lot of people didn't think we'd be, be even beat CSU, you know. That was what everybody was talking about. And now we're three and oh, and then did we beat them bad enough? Did we do this? To me, that's a good thing. To me, we're, everybody's talking different about us. You know, there might be a negative thought or a negative vibe. Well, they can't do this. They're not ready for this. But um, I think – I'm glad that we're not celebrating and having parades in the in the in the street that we're three and zero. That we want to be, do something better than that, um, and so hopefully we can. And that's what we plan on trying to do, just like everybody else in the Pac-12 does. Um, but I'd rather be three and zero than zero and three. So that's good too. Coach, you talked about veteran quarterback, very successful quarterback in Washington. Yes, Jake. What are what are the changes you've seen in Stephen Montez from last year up until this game, and especially in terms of helping him uh, perform in a game like this? Right. Well, you know, he, he uh, the one thing about Steven, I don't ever have to worry about him being worried about a stage. <laughs> He's ready to go. Um, and what, what Steven has really done to me in the last uh, six quarters um, is he's had, he's, he has taken a step in the right direction. Uh, you know, if you, you I know you all saw the game. If you watch it on television again, if you watch it on tape, you can see him sitting in the pocket, looking downfield, stepping up, making throws. You can see the pressure. Somebody gets – he comes out, he's looking downfield. He's not trying to run around. And making plays with his eyes downfield now. Um, you know, in the first couple of games, sometimes his eyes was looking at the rush and then looking downfield. Um, that's because, really, to be honest, I said it before, when he was in high school, he had to do that a lot. He was the biggest, fastest, most athletic guy on the team. They'd come in, he'd make them all miss and throw it. Now he doesn't have to do that all the time. And, you know, um, so I think that he has uh, really made a good maturation process in that area. Uh, and he can make all the throws. He can, he can make all the plays. And um, I'm excited about watching him um, play, uh, you know, Saturday night against a really, really good defense that will really challenge him. And so I hope he does well. Coach, what are your plans on replacing Chris Malumba for the first half next weekend? Um, we've got Jace Frankie. We've got George Frazier. Um, you know, we have all those guys in there um, that we can use, so I, we'll, be in, we'll be in good shape. It also, it also seemed to me like uh, Steven took another step up in the maturation in the running game as well. Were you yep. seeing that in the reaction? Yeah, yeah he, he was. He's, he's good at that, um, and he's gotten better at that. 
Um, so I'm excited about him being able to, that's, that's a weapon that he has um, that we will continue to utilize. Uh, and also that'll help slow down some rush. That helps. That helps the offensive line too. I just got to teach him to slide better, which I am. I am. We're working. Everybody goes, we have to. yes, we do. Um, so we're going to keep working on it. And, uh, you know, he's got to get the first down or get out of bounds sometimes. We understand that. But there's a lot of times he needs to slide. And we have been working on it. We worked on it today. And um, eventually he'll, he'll get it. Mike, I'm sure you followed Chris Peterson's coaching career for a while. Going back to Boise State, what's yep. impressed you most about what he's been able to do and now at least look like he's been able to sustain in that watch? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Chris is an excellent coach. Um, I uh, I started coaching as a head coach at San Jose State, and we were in the WAC, and they were in the WAC, and that's right after they you know won the Fiesta Bowl, and they had all these dudes, and it it, it was like watching magic. I mean, they just they were unbelievable. And there, and somebody asked me today on a phone conversation I had earlier, I guess on the Pac-12 call-in show, call-in, um, you know, what is there any comparison to Boise State and Washington? And I said, yeah. To me, you know, they had um, uh, the, the great quarterback that's playing in the NFL now, the lefty, Kellen Moore, that could just dissect you and throw. Wasn't a great runner, but just really unbelievable. Jake Browning, to me, is just like him, except he's right-handed. Um, he, they played multiple tight ends and shifted, just like they did at Boise. They had a Pettis at Boise, <laughs> too, that did receiver, return kicks, you know. Um, that's his pu his cousin. I don't know if y'all know that, and he was unbelievable. And then on defense, they always had a good defensive lineman that could rush, and they played the four down. The only thing they did a little bit different at Boise than they don't do now is they played a lot more quarters coverage and more zone. But they had they not knocking not uh, not knocking Boise State's corners. They got great corners at um, Washington, so they're able to play more man, play you tighter, do some things like that. Um, and uh, I also see Chris. Peterson's hand all over all the things they do and how, how the team is uh, really disciplined, how they always play well. Um, and uh, it's amazing to me how much offense, they, how many different sets and things they can do, um, and they do it each week. Um, so, uh, yeah, I see – I just said they just changed the uniforms from orange to purple. Um, and uh, um, they got, he's got really good players. They do a good job. Uh, when the pack, or when the schedule came out and you saw that you're playing Washington as your home opener or as your Pac-12 home opener, what was your immediate reaction? Um, I was excited. You know, they had beat us so bad um, at the end of the season there, and we got a chance to play them here at home, and and hopefully we can bounce back and kind of redeem ourselves. So uh, I was excited about that game. Um, you know, being here and, and and early in the season, and I thought it'd be a great matchup at that time. And I was hoping that both of us would be undefeated walking in here. I think it even makes it more special. Mike, do coaches have moments during seasons when they see something? We got all kind of moments. Where <laughs> 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 uh, they see something in a game or in practice and they say, yeah, I really like my team. They're going to be what I think they are. Mm -hmm. And Have you seen a moment or moments like that out of your team so far? Yeah, you, you do. You do see different moments like that. And I, and I have seen that out of this team. Um, and I've seen it out a lot of different individuals. So you kind of um, know certain guys, and then you're kind of pushing other guys and putting them in situations to see how they respond. And once you start seeing that on a consistent basis, you go, okay, they kind of got it. They can handle it. And I, I have seen that. And I, I've seen, I, I keep seeing a hunger in this team. And, a, and a, you know, when they look at you and listen, when they're looking at you and they're focused and they're into it and they're asking questions, you know, you, you, you know they're going to get better.
Um, when they're not really paying attention and they're not asking questions and doing all that, and I've had both those, but over the year, over the last couple of years, as you build a program and you keep that culture, I see that all the time, and to me, that that gives you great hope, and not hope, gives you great understanding that eventually things are going to click the way you want them to, and you're, they're going to keep getting better and better each week. Coach, can you talk a little bit about the decision to move Aaron Hagler to right guard and move Josh Kaiser right now? Uh, yeah, we were we've been experimenting with that. We thought. Um, uh, you know, Josh is, can play all the spots. We thought um, Aaron would be good inside at guard, and we needed a little bit more size across there a little bit. Um, so we made a couple moves on that. Um, and then also at the same time, you do that because down the road you have different types of injuries. We're trying to get the best guys out there and the best combinations with the guys that we have healthy. Um, so I thought that that was a, a good move that um, Clayton brought to me to want to try to do, and uh, I think it's worked out well. All right, we'll let uh, Coach go, and we'll bring up uh, Phil Lindsay here. This All right. Coming off two noon games, they're going to come to an 8 and 7.30 kickoff. Uh-huh. How do you adjust the team on game day, are we? Um, on game day, um, you know, we on the noon games, we don't meet in the morning. They just get up, have a pregame meal, and we have a little walkthrough and get on the bus and go. On a late game, we'll have breakfast, have meetings, have a walkthrough, then give them a break, and then come back and have the pregame that afternoon. So, you know, old guys like me can take about an hour nap in the afternoon, you know, just getting ready for those late games. So, it's good. Mark Johnson definitely needs one before, before that late night game. <laughs> Phil, obviously you can't escape what happened in last year's Pac-12 title game with Washington entering this year's game. Just your recollections of that game and where did the gap lie between the Huskies and the Buffs? I mean, it came down to being more physical. Uh, they had a great scheme, and they came out there, and they was ready to play. And, uh, you know, for us, you know, we learned from it. It was a good learning experience for all of us. You know, this is our first time going to a Pac-12 championship. Uh, we never played Washington because they was on the other side. So it was a, it was a good good uh, game to learn from. And uh, now we can move, you know, move forward, and uh, now it's time for us to go out there and show what we got. Phil, for you, a guy that uses – that game last year as motivation, or are you more of a, hey, it's a new season, new challenge kind of guy? I mean, we always have it in the back of our head because we felt like we got embarrassed out there. But at the end of the day, we are, our goal is to be Pac-12 champion, Pac champions, and we know that they're in our way for us to achieve that goal right now. Hey, Phil, I know the goal every week is to get better every week. Yeah. Did you guys take, you know, 212 yards rushing last week, you had 150-some. Did you guys take a step, do you think, last week? Yeah, I definitely, definitely think we did take a step. I mean, it all starts up, up front. You know, if them, if, they, if them boys out there being physical, they're moving people, it's easier for me and Montez and the other running backs to, to find holes and stuff. And then we just got to run hard. But definitely it, it helps us when we can run the ball. Phil, I know you, get, you guys get ready for every game. Yeah. They're the same. Is there something different about playing a Pac-12 game and – playing at home, playing at night, national TV, all that together. Is there something different about that than playing noon against Texas State or UNC? Oh, definitely. It definitely is. Now, now we're in Pac-12 play. Uh, you know, you, you know you need these games in order to get to your goal now. You know, it's, it's, it's closer to, to where you want to go, and that's the first. It's the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, you know, it's a night game. Uh, it's going to be, you know, exciting in, in Fossil Field. It's going to be real, you know, crazy. Fans are going to be – you know, loud. So it's going to be a great feeling. It's going to be, you're going to be able to see the fossil magic uh, play out. 
you know, at 8 o'clock. It's a later game, but we're going to be ready for it. Last year we had a lot of late games, and this year, you know, uh, we're expecting to have a lot more late games. Phil, have you seen um, the physicality out of the 2017 buffs that I guess maybe has exceeded last year's team and lead you to believe you'll be more successful this time around? I'm starting to see it, starting yeah. to see it a lot more, uh, especially, you know, playing against Northern Colorado and seeing as many knockdowns as we did, the offensive line did. Uh, we're only going, like I said, we're only going to get better. And uh, it's a great, great opportunity to show it this this game right here. There's a lot of talent, a lot of NFL talent on the other side, and we got a lot of NFL talent on this side. We just had to go out there. It's going to be who, who's going to be more physical. So it's a top ten team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but CU hasn't beaten a top red, top ten team since I think 2007. So, are the Buffs ready for primetime? I mean, we're always ready for primetime. I mean, last year we, we were doing the same thing, uh, and this year we're ready. You know what I mean? Uh, for, to us, it's, it's, it's getting ready for another game. Uh, primetime is when we step on that field and see you bust up on that field. That's how, how, how we look at it, period. Are they more polished than they were last year? Uh, you talking about you? Uh, I mean, you, when you have a great, you know, a great quarterback like they do in the offense back, and then you know some defensive players back, uh, they're, they're going to be a solid team. You know, they they got a linebacker back that wasn't playing, so, um, you know, it's you know, like I said, they they handle business, and so at times it's hard to see because they they score so fast, but. Uh, at the end of the day, as long as we worry about ourselves, and they gotta come, they gotta come get us too. So it, it, at the end of the day, you know they gotta be ready. You know, and if it, if they ain't ready, that's on them. Thank you, Phil. Right, thank you.